Welcome back, guys. Top Men's Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eli Quivy. Um, we are always sponsored by Saturday.Seltzers on Instagram. They're taking a bit of a hiatus, but we're still sponsored by them. Um, but yeah, this week is a very special week. The Premier League is back. The English Premier League, the Prem, however you want to call it, it's back. Starts this weekend. Um, I'm here again with Luke Lindsay, my roommate, uh, teammate from Minnesota, Luke. Welcome back to Top Ends to talk about the Premier League. You betcha. Happy to be back. We're back. Um, all right. I did a little poll on my Instagram um, asking my followers, uh, which are basically my close friends that listen to the podcast, who follow soccer. Um, I submitted a little question thing. So the first question we got is, why did United keep Ole Gunnar Solskjaer instead of getting a new coach? I feel like... You're probably better situated to answer this than me, Yeah, a that, United fan. Yeah, so I'm a United fan. I believe United is, they love their history. We love Ole Gunnar um, as a player, obviously. Um, I think we're just waiting for this year to see what he can do. Um, and I think that's the only reason why we didn't get a new coach. I think they're waiting to see how the young guys can gel. Greenwood's coming along. Martial's coming along. Rashford's coming along. Pogba looks happy. We're in the championship. We're, I mean, we're in the um, Champions League again. That's my perspective. Luke, I don't know if you want to touch on that. I mean, you're a Chelsea fan, so I don't know. But Well, I'm looking at Pochettino sitting there, free agent. They won't have to pay any money to a club to get him to go. He's taken his little hiatus, gotten over his little Tottenham debacle. And... I don't really rate Solskjaer as a manager. I think he does enough every once in a while to keep him in the job, and then I don't I don't think he's good enough. He's He reminds me of more of an assistant coach than an actual coach. You see the likes of John Terry, not a head coach, technical trainer, mm-hmm. uh, assistant coach role at Villa. Um, you see Frank doing it at Chelsea. He's younger, though. Ollie's kind of been out of it. He's now in. I don't know. I I like him personally. I think he's a very, he's a real player's coach. He's not really a coach coach, I don't think, in a traditional sense where United to get to the next level, I think we need a coach coach. So, yeah. Yeah, like I understand the reason behind the appointment. You know, I mean, ever since Sir Alex left, you guys have been running through managers. No one has been happy. Fans not happy. Board's not happy. So I get bring in a club legend, settle things down. But at what point do you move on? Yeah, I think it's going to be if, if we don't finish top four, um, if we don't do decent in the uh, UCL, I think it's going to be a he's going to get sacked situation. But on to the next question. We got who is the deepest t- team in the Premier League this upcoming season? Great question. A lot of loaded teams at the moment. Luke, who do you think? Obviously, you're biased. but Yeah, slight bias, but... It's got to be between City or Chelsea. I think both of them can throw out an absolutely top-tier 11 and then rotate players in and not lose a lot of quality. Yeah, the quality definitely doesn't drop. You got um, Liverpool is looked at. Their starting 11 is obviously unbelievable. But then you sub one of them out, it's going to drop slightly. And we discussed it a bit in the last podcast. I'm still shocked they didn't go ahead and make... The Werner purchase, he was begging to play with Klopp 
and they decided to not go for it. I mean, imagine that battle in training, Werner, Salah, Mane, Firmino, all going at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great, great point. Um, also, they don't have a back line that is deep. Their midfield isn't very good, and they're not very deep. It's yeah. sketchy. Uh, and not sketchy, but in a sense of the deepest team, it's not really them. Um, I would have to agree it's either Chelsea or City in this case. Um, United are more deep than Liverpool, maybe? No, come on. All right. Come on. No. Maybe not. But City is just absolutely – it's it's crazy what they have to come onto the pitch. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool, one injury away from – from their front three from falling apart. Yeah, and we'll get into that, the yeah. injury aspect here. But I agree, either City or Chelsea. It'll be really interesting to see how they, those two teams do. Um, this is a great question submitted by Matthew Keller. Shout out, Matt. Out of the non-top six teams, which team outside of that will be most likely to finish in the top six? Here's my take. I got Wolves, Leicester, and Everton. Can you give me one? No, that's that's like mine. You think all three will? No, th- one of those teams okay. will go to the top six. Yeah. Arsenal falling out. I kind of agree. I I think Wolves are probably the best placed out of those three teams to finish there. No Europa League football this season. They don't have a deep squad, which I think hurt them last year as they were pushing for Champions League and fell off at the end. Without that extra football, I think they might have a solid chance of probably finishing ahead of Arsenal. I think Wolves or Leicester have the best chance. Leicester has experience. They didn't really lose too many guys in the offseason. They didn't really pick anyone up, though, as well. But Vardy is going to do what Vardy does. He's going to bang goals. James Madison can come back and have a better season than he did last year. He fell off toward the end of the season. Um, Everton picked up James Rodriguez. Who knows if James can pop off? He's been under the radar the past two, three years. Mm-hmm. He's back with Ancelotti. Um, Everton also picked up some other guys. It'll be really interesting to see that. Um, I think the top 10 is going to be real interesting. Sheffield, they're still around. Oh, yeah. They could be decent. Um, Leeds United. Leeds it wouldn't shock me for them to finish top half. No. Leeds are tough. They spent some money this offseason at this transfer window yep. to bring people in. Um, it'll be very interesting. I think for that question specifically, I got I got I'm gonna go Leicester is gonna finish in the top six. As number six, number five. Can't give you a number at right okay. now, but they're my team to go. In the top six. Okay. I think Wolves finished sixth. Wolves, okay. Yeah. It's fair enough. All right. Next question. From Michael Keller, the brother of Matthew. Oh, wait. They are the Saturday so- Dot Seltzer brothers. But most underrated signing. Who is that, Luke? Give me your take. I'm going to go Ryan Frazier on a free to Newcastle. I think he's proven. He's got the experience in the Prem. And to get him for free for a club like Newcastle is huge. It is big. Um, I agree to some extent. I think Everton 
did its thing by getting James. I know he's not really underrated. He's been at major clubs, Bayern, Real. But what has he done there? He's he's kind of fallen off, right? I think yeah. he's at his redemption stage in his career. He wants to redeem himself from the what is it, the World Cup he had of Colombia? Yeah. Where everyone took notice, but I think he's gonna come back and I think he's gonna do well in the Prem. He's he's a physical player. Um skillful. I think he's gonna play well for Everton's system. I think that he is my most underrated. Um the other part of this question and Luke, you got anything you want to touch on there? Well, I just think Everton's midfield is gonna be absolutely disgusting next year. Decore, Allen, James. They're gonna be a fun team to watch. Yeah. Everton was fun to watch last year as well. They're they're good. I don't like when Yard plays them because Everton can beat anyone at any given week. Mm-hmm. And they can Hopefully they have a good season, a traditional EPL club. It, again, it'll be fun to watch them and see what they can produce. Um, who was the best single signing, Luke? Who do you think? Uh, I, I have a massive bias, and I'm going to go Timo Werner. Chelsea struggling to get goals. They get their guy. It's fair. Fair enough. I do think that Timo is... Solid. It's going to fit really well in the Prem. I agree with that. Um, also, I am biased of United, but I think uh, Donny Van Beek coming in, I don't think a lot of guys understand that he's very young, 23-24, plays in the Netherlands national team, been playing at Ajax. I think he's going to fit really well in the United system, playing in the middle with Pogba and Bruno. Um, that's my take. And I'm going to change my answer and go straight to Kai Havertz because generational talent. I was going to say, Havertz might be better than Timo. Yeah. I think for what he brings to the team, quality-wise, left-footed can unlock a defense, which Chelsea really struggled to do last year. I think he's going to be huge for the boys. And maybe looking outside of the big six clubs, Ollie Watkins, recent transfer to Aston Villa. He scored 25 times in the championship last year. Villa team that struggled for goals last year barely stayed up. If he can hit the ground running, could be massive for them. Him and Gurlish get going. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they do better than last year because last year was tough to watch, man. I don't have until the last weekend. But yeah, dude, I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. All right, another great question. Um, FA recently came out and said that the Premier League is only allowed three subs a game now. In my eyes, that's that's a big news for a lot of the teams that are not deep. Because either if you're a manager, and obviously these first three weekends, three, four weekends are massive weekends to get started on the table. If you're playing your star guys 90 minutes, you're winning 1-0 games, you have to play them all the way through, and injuries occur. They're going to get tired. You sub only three players we got yellow cards that come into effect. We got injuries in the course of a game. How do you think it's going to work out, Luke? Well, this was something that was voted on by the clubs. So whether or not, I don't know what type of majority they needed, but a certain majority voted for this. So, And I'm assuming it's the smaller clubs because I know the likes of Chelsea and City were pulling for five substitutes with their absolute insane depth. So, I mean, despite how fast and furious these games are coming the 
these the clubs asked for this. So yeah, it's uh it's interesting. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Um it's going to be tough for the managers. But I mean, soccer's always been a game where you go and you have three substitutes. So I mean, I get they needed five to come back from COVID. COVID. Yeah. Get back into the swing of things. It just shocks me that England's the only league doing it. I think that could have some ramifications come Champions League round of 16 quarterfinal semifinal. Oh, yeah. You know, later in the season, people running out of gas. International breaks, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, the team's preseasons are disrupted by this. It's I think it's a ridiculous time to have international breaks. No, I agree. Um, all right, so... Premier League is going to be a condensed schedule. Do you think injuries are going to play a part? Absolutely. Injuries play a part in a normal season. In this season, even more so with how quick the games are going to come. If team loses key players, they're going to lose points. It's as simple as that. Yeah, uh, no, no, 100%. I think looking at the teams that are not the deepest, let's say the likes of Mohamed Salah, Firmino, or Mane gets injured, one of them, Liverpool is not their best squad. No. And and one of them is bound to get hurt. They had injuries every year. Those three. One is out. Yeah. Or one's not. But these games that are going to be back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back, it's like, man, they don't have another forward. Their athletic trainers are this make-or-break season for them. They're going to earn their money this year. Yeah. As the English would say, the physios. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I think, I mean, for any team, your key player goes out, it's not, it's a shock. Especially with these games coming back to, like, so condensed, like, it'll play, play a massive part. Um, okay, those are all the questions. Everyone who submitted those, thank you very much. Um, all right, well, let's get into predictions. Luke, hit me with your top four and hit me with who's getting relegated this upcoming season. Top four. From fourth up? Or do you want me to start off with the champion? Let's go champion. All right. Man City. I do not think Liverpool are going to be able to repeat what they did last year. They were untouchable last year up until COVID. COVID came back, and you started to see... They're not that invincible, you know. Teams started getting at them. They were dropping points. They just dropped the community shield, though. Could you say that they were they were, and still are hungover from the Champions League win, though? No. That was seasons ago. No. Oh, no, I'm talking about, sorry. Prem. The Prem, yeah. Prem. Potentially, yeah. Because, I mean, Liverpool was trying to get that for I don't even know how many years. Too many. Too many for a club like that. I think they could be. Potentially could be. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to say... I'm not counting them out, but... I mean, you saw it with Man City last year. They had a record number of points, and they couldn't get up for it again. Yeah, you that's know? very true. And I think but also, Liverpool got up the first... What, how many weeks? By 20 points and kept yeah. the whole pace the whole season. Yep. All right, keep going. City is well, one. Yeah. City is number one. I think Chelsea are going to eclipse Liverpool and finish second. And I really think it's going to be a three-horse race. It's going to be City, Chelsea, Liverpool. I pick Liverpool to finish third. And, you know, probably a smarter pick to have Liverpool finishing second, but 
the bias, the excitement around Chelsea right now. I am I'm just so happy right now. They're about to get their goalie, and then it becomes Project Declan Rice. And if we can get him in too, the best transfer window. So my heart's pulling Chelsea into second. I don't think they're going to win the title, but I think they're going to they're going to push City and Liverpool. And for fourth place, hear me out. No third. Uh, third Liverpool. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Fourth place, Tottenham Hotspur. The disrespect. I just think Jose is a winner. He's not anymore. Jose is a winner. And one way or another, Tottenham are going to get into the Champions League. Whether that be through the Europa League, like he dragged Man United that one year, because he's two for two in the Europa League, or I think they're going to finish top four. Jose knows his stuff. He's going to get a full season with Tottenham. And he's pissed off, dude. I Okay, I agree that he is a winner in some aspect. But I think he really focuses on winning one or the other. I think he's going to focus more on Europa League getting into the Champions League rather than the Premier League getting into the Champions League. Potentially. So that's my take on that. And I think that's totally dependent on how this season starts. I think they have nine games in 24 days to start off the season. And they didn't pick which anyone is up. Ridiculous. They picked up they picked up a few people. They picked up Center Doherty back. to play right back, which we all know Jose doesn't trust Arie. Yeah. And shout out to that documentary. That was kind of funny. Yeah, Tottenham Doc on uh, Amazon Prime. Great watch if you guys yeah. haven't tuned into that. Joe Hart, backup goalie. Joe oh, Hart's at Tottenham. Massive for the dressing room. He's <laughs> back. Hoiberg, Danish. Yeah. You love a good Dane. Yeah. Um. Okay, on to my top four. I'm saying same exact finish as last year. Really? Yep. I got Liverpool repeating. Okay. City. Chelsea Are they gonna be So, is it going to be closer than it was last year? It's going to be closer, yeah. I think okay. Liverpool and City, it's going to go down to the final weekend. That'd be nice. That's my prediction. I don't think one team... I think Klopp really wants to go down as one of the greatest managers ever. So, he is going to fully push to win the Premier League again. Because I feel like f- for the club of Liverpool, winning the Prem is bigger than winning the Champions League. So, I got them... I, I, I just can't unsee it okay and then at same four as last year i got united finishing fourth chelsea finishing third city finishing the only thing i do not like about city right now is everyone's like oh my god he didn't play a ton david silva not at the team anymore not in the dressing room not playing i think he's gonna have a decently big effect on how they play do you not see phil foden Stepping right I in. I do, but not like he's not going to have an immediate impact. Uh, I disagree. Foden's unreal. Like, f- I love watching Foden play, but he doesn't have that experience yet. He doesn't have that leadership like David Silva did. That's and they right. need that. Yeah. Well, they strengthened Nathan Ake from Bournemouth, no, they, Torres from Valencia. They did, but again, in the midfield, the experience. They have De Bruyne. Gundogan hasn't been on the club that long. You'd imagine Fernandinho steps back into the midfield yes, this season. Yes, but I don't know. Just the likes of David Silva not being at the club anymore, I feel like it's, it's going to hurt a bit. I think it's, it's going to take a little bit of a toll. I could be completely wrong. Okay. 
that's just my take. And then I got Chelsea finishing third again. Um, as we touched on, the transfers that you guys got in is absolutely bonkers. And if you guys gel, Pulisic comes back in form, um, that's very scary. Okay. And then United, we didn't do a whole lot in the transfer window. Um, we got Harry Kane, or Harry Kane, Harry Maguire getting arrested in Greece. And then we got Donny Van Beek. Uh, that's about it. So you think United finishes fourth? Yeah. Okay, so they finished third last year. Who finished fourth? You guys? Yeah. Uh, we'll flip-flop that. Yeah, okay. Flip-flop that. That's on me. But that's how I see it. What do you need, Gallo? He's staying another year. Yeah, Gallo's staying another year. That? I don't know. I don't even know if he's going to see the field <laughs> much. Yeah. But he might come in like last 10, 20, 20, 10 minutes. Also, we'll get into this, but okay. Let's talk about the Golden Boot winner predictions. Who do you got, Luke? How about relegation? Oh, Talking yeah, relegation. Yeah, yeah. That's, on, that's on me. That's on me. Um, Fulham to go straight back down. West Brom straight back down. I think Leeds United stays up. I think they finish on the top half. Those are the three promoted teams. And then we need one more, and I think it's going to be... I, I agree with you all. I think it's going to be Aston Villa. I you know? completely agree, yeah. I we, we talked about Aston Villa bringing in Ollie Watkins. Even if he does hit the ground running, they were awful last year until the last few weeks. The only good player they have is Grealish. Yeah. And he can't do everything. And at some point, I mean, he gets hammered every game. At some point, He's, he's the most fouled player in the Prem last year. Yeah. He's going to throw his hand up and say, I can't keep doing this anymore. Sell me. And I think that's going to be that. I completely agree. 100% agree with that. Um, now on to predictions for the Golden Boot winner. Obama Young? I think it's clear. Bomb. Um, I go repeat of last season. Vardy Vardy. How old is he now? Thirty-three. Yeah, he's getting up there for a player that's pacey. I don't know. I think he sneaks in goals every week, though. He it's like he's clinical. He's an absolute striker. He, you'd love to have him on your team hard worker he's gonna when he gives it his all I just think Arsenal are gonna be better this year Arteta is a really good manager he deserves more than Arsenal I think I don't think they're gonna get into the Champions League but I think they're gonna push for that and a big part of that's gonna be Obama Young they'll be better I agree I just the Golden Boots funny to watch because it's like guys that bag goals but their teams are yeah, you saw Danny Ings up there last year. Middle of the table. Right. You don't have to be coming first to right. be scoring the most goals. Yeah, those two don't always correlate. I got Vardy going again. You got you got Aubameyang. Um I think either or really. I'm just I'm a big Vardy guy. I love how he plays. I just think that he is established. He knows how to score on everyone now at this point in his career. So does Aubameyang to an extent, but um all right, Golden Glove. <laughs> this one's kind of <laughs> kind of interesting to talk about. I don't know. Do you go for Ederson? Do you go for Nick Pope? I Dean Henderson? See, the thing is, I think him and De Gea are going to split, so I don't think either of them are going to get up there. Yeah. 
That's fair. I mean, that's going to be... I'm really excited to watch that battle unfold, like, how Solskjaer is going to manage that. Because those are two... I mean, as poor as De Gea was at some points last year, he still deserves a spot, no. I think, playing. Like, 100%. he's still good. Yeah. Still one of the... When he's in form, he's, I think, the best goalie in the world. Right. So it's not going to be as simple as Henderson coming back and slotting right in. No, but I think it'll be re- real interesting um, because we're back in the Champions League. Who's going to play Champions League? Who's going to play Premier League when those games are going back-to-back? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dean is going to play more Premier or yeah, Premier League games, and De Gea with the experience is going to play in the Champions League. But then again, De Gea was very sketchy at more than not points last year. And now that we're in the Champions League, you can't be sketchy in the Champions League. Yep. So that's and interesting to see what Ollie's going to do. Allison at Liverpool. Yeah. I got Allison. I yeah. just, I think they're going to repeat. So he's going to have to be a, a beast again. Right. And with me thinking Man City's winning the title, I think I'd go for Ederson. Yeah. Both class goalies. A lot of great goalies in the Premier League. Um, all right, young player of the year. Who do you think it's going to be unfold to be this year? Do you got any ideas? I'm going to let you take this one. Yeah, I do. Um, it, well, funny, these two guys got in trouble for sneaking in the, <laughs> sneaking girls into the hotel in Iceland when they were playing for the English senior team. I got either Phil Foden or Mason Greenwood. And... Do you think Greenwood gets consistent minutes this year? Do you think Foden gets consistent minutes this year? I can't touch on City because I don't follow City that much. Greenwood is going to get a ton of minutes. Okay. And could it be, I mean, I think I think both of those are going to have tremendous impacts on their clubs this season. I just don't know. <sighs> this one's so tough because they got to be playing consistently and with how much City rotates. I don't know if Foden's going to be in the team weekend. Week right, out. right. And especially his position, he can be in or out any given week or out for a couple of weeks. Uh, I think Greenwood takes it so young, so gifted with both feet. Like it's it's incredible what he's done the past year at United. Switching to number 11, Ooh. that gives him more confidence, I would assume. We're in the same number as Giggsy. I, I don't know. I just think that he takes it. I think I'm going to take a little cop out here, go for last year's winner, Trent. This trophy's up for anyone under the age of 23. He's 21. Yeah, he's crazy. got another year for it, and he's insane. That's crazy. He's 21. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trent does stuff that's just insane. More experience than Greenwood's at his age so far. And he's going to play every week. It'll be real interesting to see what Liverpool does with Trent. Once some of the guys age out, I could potentially, I know growing up he played in the midfield. If they throw him inside, dude, he could really do some stuff. Oh, he'd pull strings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Player of the year for the Premier League. For me, no-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer for me. Kevin De Bruyne. I was going to say Raheem Sterling, but yeah. either. I mean, dude. Either one of them. Either one, yeah. They're, those two are the easily the most viable players for their team. I think that goes into the Premier League as well. 
We're sorry for the background noise. Yeah, sorry that. for the background yeah. noise, but uh, KDB is so silky. If he can stay healthy, that's my only holdup with him. He goes in and out with injuries. If he can stay healthy for this year, and you know, no David Silva, so he's going to be their main man. Probably the captain. Probably the captain. You think? Yeah. Yeah. He's insane. It's whoever has the best numbers because he's feeding Raheem. Raheem's feeding him. Yeah. And last few years, it's gone to one of the players on the title-winning teams. If Liverpool takes it, could be Mane, could be Salah, Van Dijk. Hopefully not Hendo because that was just horrible in my opinion. He is a quality player. He is, but no numbers. You don't need numbers to be a good player, though. Give it to Mane, bro. Yeah. He was more valuable than Jordan Henderson. He, I mean, he's their leader on the field. He is. I, I get it. I get it. He's the, he's the skipper. He represents Liverpool in many ways. But give it to Mane. Give it to the people's champion. Oh, man. It's the past. We got to get over it. That's true. Yeah. It's very true. Um, coach of the year. Coach of the year. And again, this is another one I would have loved to seen this given to, oh God, I don't know his name. Sheffield's coast last. I completely agree. But they never give it to anyone other than the champion. Yeah, they do. I think because the NBA gives it to whoever. Yeah, the, well, right. Yeah, the EPL needs to adapt that. Chris Wilder just got his name. Yes, great manager. Just did a fantastic What he did job. with Sheffield, Sheffield's. Like, they what they finish? Uh, I think they fell off a bit at the end of the year. Let me. I'll pull up the table. But anyways, ninth. Ninth. Okay, top ten. I don't think they bought anyone. Anyone two points behind Arsenal. I don't think they bought anyone when they came up. Not not any significant. Yeah, they right. didn't spend that much. Right. I think they. I think the stat was they were the cheapest team in the Premier League. And at one point they were pushing for top four. Yeah. And, you know, they ended up finishing two points behind Arsenal, but they were miles better than them. Yeah, again, you touched on it. It's whoever wins the Prem is going to get it. So, Jurgen, Pep, Pep. Frankie. No, okay, no. Yeah, that's the stretch. Um, All right. What about, for our perspective teams, our team's player of the year? Two years. All right, United. Um... It's going to be real interesting. I think Bruno is going to have another fantastic year. Mm-hmm. My sleeper for United, a lot of fans have almost doubted him. I think he's healthy. I think he's happy. I think he's ready to have an unbelievable year, Paul Pogba. Wow. I think Pogba's going to produce again. I think he's going to get assists. He's going to get I think he's going to get De Bruyne like numbers again cuz he was someone who wanted out. Last January. Yeah, he did. Well, every January. He's oh, <laughs> United, he won it out. But I think he's happy. I think genuinely when I was watching him play and reports, he seems happy, loving the game again. I think I think he's going to go double digits, goals and assists this upcoming season. And kind of a question on your midfield. Do you see Van de Beek, Pogba, and Fernandez playing together? Or do you need someone like Fred or Matic or McTominay to hold? Um, I think it's going to be interesting because all three of those guys you listed 
Van Beek, Pogba, and Bruno are all very attacking-minded midfielders. Mm-hmm. And they need someone to kind of hold in at the six. So it'll be interesting. I, don't, I can't give you an answer, but I would like to see Matic. I'd like to see Scott McTominay get some more time oh, yeah. at holding midfield and see who can play the two. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll see how it unfolds. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but Luke, for Chelsea, who do you got? I'm stuck in between two players right now. I think if N'Golo Conte stays fit, which he did not last year, not his fault, it was poor management. Um, we really missed him last year, and I think if he can stay fit, uh, we're going to realize how much we missed him. On the flip side of that, I think someone like Timo Werner coming in, scoring 20-plus goals, he's going to be an, an instant star, and the fans are going to love him. And I think you could see th- him potentially getting player of the year, but I think, I don't know, my heart's telling me Conte. I think he's going to have a big season. Conte, if I were – just from outside perspective with Chelsea, I got – if he's fit, Pulisic. Yeah. A whole season of Pulisic. Oh. Healthy. I am so excited. Our new number 10? Yeah, new number 10. I think if he's healthy the whole season, which uh, it's just so tough with him, I think he could be your, your – I think he could do De Bruyne-like numbers as well. That's a big statement. Luckily, Chelsea have strengthened, and they have the depth to rotate. So I'm hoping that Frank is smart enough to rotate his players and give them rest, which they did not get last year. Yeah. And hopefully that prevents some of those injuries. Yeah, that's all of our takes. Um, this upcoming weekend, we got some decent games. Leeds, Liverpool. They don't kick us off, do they? Uh, I'll pull up the fixtures. I think it's Arsenal. Early Saturday morning. Not good enough for them. Yeah, definitely not. Any Arsenal fans listening to this, Colton, if you're listening, I absolutely hate Arsenal. I respect Arteta, and I think... Let me throw something out there. You know, Barcelona... An absolute mess right now. I don't think Kuman's going to stay in the job. I think Arteta leaves Arsenal and takes over Barcelona. But that's just me throwing something out there. Um, you're right. Fulham Arsenal first game six thirty Central. Who's on Saturday? I Liverpool Leeds eleven thirty on Saturday. Very interested to see how Leeds come out first game in the Prem. They could be like a Sheffield they could be like a Wolves but also Liverpool first game defending their title could be a 5-0 game it'll yeah it's going to be a bloodbath yeah I think lots of goals Sunday West Brom Leicester Tottenham Everton Tottenham Everton is going to be fun to watch it's going to be a great game if oh I'd love to see Hama's debut oh he'll get his debut for sure I hope Monday Sheffield Wolves which is probably the best game of the weekend and Brighton, Chelsea. And obviously Man United and Man City are not playing this weekend, giving them extra rest after their European tours. Yep. I, uh, I'm i excited to watch the games. Uh, it's back. feels back very fast, which I'm enjoying because I feel like we just watched the Prem give us something to do because we're not playing any games or training or doing any physical activity with our team right now. Yeah, I was about to say I miss the uh, the road trips that used to go along with these games. Yeah, the road trips, streaming on your phone, meet up with your buddy who supports the team and sitting in the same mm-hmm. chairs on the bus, pulling up 
whatever bootleg stream if it's not on a regular stream. Oh, yeah, trash talking each other, fantasy talk. Yeah. It's all gonna be missed. Um but yeah, I got I I got I got faith in United. I think we're gonna do well this year. Also, a very hot take for United fans. I think Jesse Lingard is gonna get revived this season. Jay Bloody Lings? He's gonna get revived. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really funny. I think I think it's gonna happen. All right. I can't wait to do an end of the season podcast and uh talk about you. Well, the thing about Lingard, the thing about Lingard, he could either have a breakout season again or he's going to get loaned out <laughs> like in the middle of the season. I mean, he's a bit I love Loftus-Cheek and I'm he's 24 now. Like he needs to produce. Lingard's 27. Lingard's an old kid. He's a kid. You look at him and you're like, "Oh, okay, he's still young. He's got time." He's 27. Yeah, he's 27, but, like, dude, I always see on, like, Instagram and Twitter, these United fans, fan pages, like, the resurgence of Jay Ling's this season. Like, he used to be so good. He was, during Mourinho's time there, he was dangerous. Yeah, and the World Cup for England. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm I'm glad you have faith in him. Someone has to. I got faith in you, Jay Ling's, if you're listening sure he's listening yeah i just i don't know i hope he does well again it needs to happen but with this being said that is all of our predictions for the upcoming premier league season um kicks off this upcoming weekend and the next week very exciting stuff can't wait to tune in um everyone who's listening keep listening um, I'm trying to get Cam Lindley on this podcast. Nick or Cam, if you're listening, get on the damn podcast. Nick's already on it. Nick scored a goal tonight for Indy 11, uh, bagged a goal. So good job, Nick. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all we got here at top ends. Any last words, Luke? Uh, share this on your socials. Quibi puts a lot of work into this. He deserves some success. Yeah, thank you. I need yeah. some success. Yeah. My lord. Come on. It doesn't take much, you know. Just throw it on your Snapchat, your Instagram, whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, all right, with that being said, this is Top Ends Podcast. Always sponsored by Saturday.Seltzers. Thank you for checking it out. Stay tuned for next week, another podcast.